a lot of times we assume every believer just knows what it means to tithe. And that's not the case. If you didn't grow up doing that, then how would you know the importance of it? Yeah, no, you, you don't know the importance of it. You don't understand why. Or what even what it is. Where what, does it come from? Where, yeah, what does that word What does the Bible mean? even say about it? So, Well, I think that's a perfect way for us to transition into saying... Welcome back to the podcast. It is so very great to have you listening with us. I'm Jordan. I'm here with Abby and... We're talking about tithe this morning, the giving of your tithes. You want to jump right in? Yeah. So um, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before uh, in the service, we were talking about Proverbs 3. We're doing a, a series where we're talking about the different wisdom books. And Proverbs 3 has a couple of verses that talks about what it means to tithe. And um, we didn't get a chance to really dive into it during that teaching time. But we wanted to kind of pick that up and talk about it here because it's a conversation that um, it's very interesting conversation. And it's one that people need to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's get them into it. Let's get let's get ourselves into it. Abby, what is tithe? What is a tithe? Okay. well, first of all, I'm going to back up and I'm just going to read those two verses that we talked about in that service. Um, So. Proverbs 3, verses 9 through 10 is what we were um, reading. And it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Um, so this is not the first time that tithe is talked about in the Bible, but um, it's where we're going to jump off from today. So what is a tithe? A tithe is a very specific number. A tithe literally means 10% in um, Hebrew. And a tithe um, is 10% of your income given to the local church. So that's just very simple. That's what a tithe means. Now, the question is, um, what is a first fruit? One of the words that is used in Proverbs 3 is first fruit. And first fruit just means the first of the money that comes in. When you get a paycheck, the very first money that goes out is should be the money to um, God. So yeah. that's what we mean when we're talking about first fruits. And I think it's, it's very clear, like those first fruits, like we said, they're the first thing that happens. And so before it, you don't think about tax, you don't think about... Um, the electricity Any, bill, you know, yeah. grocery bill, whatever it is, the very first thing that should come out of your check should be to God. Yep. Yeah. And I think that gets us into saying, you know, what what is a tithe versus what is an offering? Because I think yeah. those two phrases are constantly put together. And I know even in like churches, it's a lot of um, indirectly, I think we can do things that are confusing as church leaders, say things like, hey, we're going to give of tithes and offerings. So we always put them together, mm-hmm. but they're not the same thing. Yeah, that's definitely the language that we use here when we tell people that they can give. It's tithe and offering because they are two different things, and we yeah. don't want them to be treated as the same thing. So a tithe, a tithe, like we just said, is a specific number. It's 10% of our income. It's 10% of any money that comes in. And an offering, an offering is anything beyond that. So it's anything that, you know, God, the Holy Spirit leads us to give beyond that 10% tithe. So if the tithe is the first 10% and anything beyond that is an offering, then why do we tithe? Why do we take that first 10% and we give that to God? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And um, definitely not something that we're going to fully go over. But again, we're here to start the conversation. So, um, you know, one of the reasons that we tithe, tithe shows that we trust God. Um, I don't know if you've heard this term before, Jordan, but uh, Dave Ramsey likes to use this term, open-handed living. And the whole concept is uh, what we have is not ours. You know, God has provided for us in so many ways. He's given us everything. Everything that we have has been given to us. It's not something that we've earned or worked for. And yes, we do work and that's how we earn money. But our job that we have, our the money that we get from that job, the food that's on our table, everything that we have, the clothes in our closet, everything is a gift from God. And this whole concept of open-handed living is just understanding that what we have is not our own and being generous with what we have because it's not ours anyway. It's, it's given to us by God. It is God's and therefore we should use it in a way that honors God. And so tithe shows that we trust God because we're giving him back what he's given us, understanding that that money is not ours to begin with. And it's, it's a way to worship him. Um, it's a way of honoring him by giving back what he has given to us. So that's just, that's one of the reasons that we should definitely be tithing. Yeah. So I think something, a question that somebody might ask is like, where does, so we say tithe, give 10% of your income to the local church. What, what then happens with that money? Like, cause people are going to want to know. And that's, you know, we go through missional partner training where we explain some of that to them, but like people want to know, like, what's the point? Like I already have to give the government a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I have to give, now I have to give the church 10% when I become a believer and I, and I'm committed to God. I have to give him money. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, what does, like, you know, why? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's very easy to get into this mindset where tithing is a legalistic thing where we do it because we have to, because the Bible tells us to, and because we want to get something in return from it. We want to be blessed in return. And we, that's not a good mindset to be in. Like we said, we need to live open-handedly. Our money is not our own. Uh, it's a gift from God. And so we should want to give back to people and we should want to use our money to honor him. And the way that churches are using it, I mean, a, a Bible-based church, a church that is is following God, they are using it to continue to reach out to unbelievers and to move the mission of God forward, to, to love people, love God, love people. And um, yeah. here at our church, the mission is to um, connect people to Jesus so that God's glorified and lives are changed forever. And that money that comes in, that's exactly what we're accomplishing. We're reaching out to the community. We're loving them. We're loving the people who are in need. Um, you know, and uh, the Apostle Paul says, you know, take care of the orphans and the widows. And um, that's what we're doing. You know, we're loving people um, through that money. Sure. All right. So where where do we send our tithe? So the Bible in Malachi talks about this. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. So the Bible says that we are to bring the, our tithe to the storehouse, storehouse meaning the church, God's church, God's house. Um, so that's why it's important to um, tithe at whatever, whatever church that you call home, that's where you should be tithing. 
um, the Malachi passage that gets used a lot mm. um, for tithing, which is a great passage, but talks about putting those, putting that, you know, bringing it to the storehouse, your first 10%, your first fruits, bringing those to the storehouse. In the modern day, the church is the storehouse Mm -hmm. because you go to the storehouse when you need something, when you need help. And the people that ran the storehouses gave those things out as were needed and everybody had food. Well, that doesn't mean that when you give to the church, we're just going to buy canned food and pizza and stuff like that. Though those things do happen occasionally. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't know this, when you come to church, you hear a message every week, and a lot of those messages you hear are from like familiar passages. And isn't it crazy that like us as like a daily reader, we can't get the same things that these pastors are getting. Like we're being fed the word, we're being fed the truth, we're being fed the gospel, and that's the kind of feeding that's happening as well. Yes, we give those literal food to people that need help with food. But also when you give, you're supporting the ability for a pastor to do his job and follow his calling and to do ministry to you mm-hmm. in a way that give, that gives him the freedom to do that. So that way, when you walk in, God can deliver truth to you that week in a new way as we're meeting together on Sundays. And it provides a resource for the community in that same way. So I thought that was a really important thing to kind of just make sure we drove home that there's a real, like, when you tithe, like, it's not just going to some magical, it's, it's not like we take it out back and burn the cash and somehow sacrifice it to God. It, it tangibly goes into the community. Like, one of the big problems that we see is that, like, because, let me see, I have the statistic here. Where did it go? Less than 3% of all church members, so that's people who claim to be a member of a church that, has, that have, aren't just attenders, but people who claim to really be a part of the churches, less than 3% of church members nationwide actually tithe. Wow. <laughs> and that's so, a really low number. It's an incredibly low number. And, and so when you look at that... And, no wonder so many people are in such dire need that we have the government come in so much and help us, right? Back in the day, if you needed help, you went to the church. Back in the day, if you were suffering, you were hungry, um, something was wrong, and you needed help, you needed help paying a medical bill, you needed something, you came to the church. But because so many people aren't tithing, the church doesn't have resources like it used to. There's not a way for them to reach out that far and to do those sorts of things. So it's just really important, and I just wanted to kind of add some weight to what you were saying of, like, Mm -hmm. it's really important. The resources are real. When you tithe, it doesn't just disappear. It goes straight back to what we're talking about, that missional serving to the people that walk through the doors, to the people that need help. That's exactly where it goes. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to add some weight to that. Um, What are some misconceptions that people think about tithing? So tithing misconceptions. Um, one of them that I thought of was I'll tithe what I can. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, Jordan? Uh, well, if you're tithing what you can, wouldn't that be a hundred percent? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> tithing what I can or when I can. Well, if a tithe is 10%, anything you make, there is a 10% of that. Yes. So therefore you can, you can tithe. tithe. <laughs> and if it's a when, meaning well, I just, all the finances, I, the things I have, the debt, the, 
there's something to be said about grace, for sure. But we're called to tithe. Like you, like that is the first fruit. That is the first thing you're doing. Like I'm sorry if you have debt. I'm sorry. That's a bummer. And, and it's, it's a good thing to be paying off your debt. Absolutely. But not if it gets in. You should be tithing plus paying off your debt. Yeah. yeah. And so there are things you can sell. There are things you can do. Absolutely. I, yes, there's lots of excuses you could make, but really you need to be tithing. Yes. Well, and I think this idea goes back to the whole idea of trust. Are you trusting mm. God with your wealth, with your possessions, with your your needs? Um, if you are tithing, you're going to see God pour out blessings on you. And mm-hmm. that might look like financial blessings. That might look like... Um, it could look like gifts. It could look like food it could, on the table. It could look sure. like your car is still running. I have and, a great story for that, actually. Yeah, let's hear it. So when we first moved up here, we were planning on buying a house. And the way we had it worked out, we had it worked out so we didn't have to touch any savings, any money, anything. We were good to go. Uh, we'd buy with like zero down. We had the escrow covered, but like we didn't have to really pay for anything. And through the just, just time passed and we couldn't get a house. Like we're like, we have to move in like a week and a half. And so we had to find an apartment, which meant first and last month's rent plus security deposit plus, plus, plus. And all of a sudden, like our savings is like gone. And when we moved up here, we were so worried, like, God, like we don't know, we don't have like enough for like food. Like (laughs) this is going to be tough for a while. And like for the first month, I think, at least the first month, people were like just dropping off dinners at random. Like, hey, we have dinner for you. Can we drop it off tonight? Like meeting our need mm. in amazing ways. And one of the members of the church like gave me a card on a Sunday morning and was like, hey, just so you know, we're so glad you're here. And I opened the card and it was like just some money. Like, hey. Times are tough. It's December. We moved up in December. So it's doom and gloom up here in the Northwest, like rain, cold, snow, everything. Hey, here's some money. If you guys need like just some extra groceries, whatever, spend it however you want. But like, here's just some money, like be blessed. Thank you for blessing us for being here. Be blessed. And like Hannah and I both went like, that's, that's God just saying like, I will meet your needs. Mm. Trust me. Yes. And like, continuing to do that. Yeah. And, and that's what a church looks like. That's what being a part of a church looks like and doing life with other believers. And God blesses that, that lifestyle. When you decide I'm going to put God first and I'm going to give to him first, he will meet your needs. And I should say, we didn't tell anybody. Mm. We were not, last thing you want to do is get hired and be like, Hey, we can't eat for the next month. No, because it's not like they weren't paying me to do my job. It was just the way all the finances worked. We were in a really tight spot and things were more expensive than we figured. And there was this whole story. We won't go into it, but we didn't tell anybody. People were just offering to bring us dinner and it met our needs perfectly. And it was just so beautiful the way God orchestrated that in a way where just gen- that's, that's generosity. That's, that's, the, that's God's give back, right? Or a great another story is there's a man in our church who has a bunch of kids and he has faithfully served and sacrificed and tithed and offered and gone above and beyond and his kids are all awesome and walk with the Lord. How great is that? 
that that's that's another mm-hmm. not a monet- the wrong not word, a monetary blessing but yeah amazing blessing yeah, it's not i write a check for five hundred dollars and i get fifty thousand in return that's, right. that's not what we're talking about i mean could it happen i mean maybe but let me know where that line is but <laughs> like that's not what we're talking about we're talking about god blessing us in ways that goes far and beyond money mm-hmm. plus we're all terrible with money if we're all being honest <laughs> All right, so the second misconception is, well, maybe instead of tithing to the church, like, well, I give to charity. Mm. I give to these other organizations, nonprofits. Mm -hmm. They do good for the community, too. Yeah, is that a tithe? And the answer is, no, that is not a tithe. I guess the most amazing part about this whole conversation is the answer is, unless you're tithing, you're not tithing. Right, you, like it's not this idea of giving money to something that's good. It's a call and command to give the first ten percent of what God's blessed you with back to Him. Right, so He can multiply that for the kingdom. Yeah, and when and when we look at scriptures like that Malachi passage, it's so clear: your first fruits go to God's storehouse; they go to the church, mm-hmm. and anything beyond that is an offering. And giving to charities is a fantastic thing. And as yeah. believers, we are called to live a generous life. Yeah. We have been blessed richly and we should be able to use those blessings to bless other people. Yeah. And so um absolutely continue to give to charities. That is a phenomenal thing. However, sure. that is not a tithe. That yeah. is an offering. Yeah. <laughs> give to your church and also give to charities. And wow, see how God blesses that. Yeah. That's Here's the best cliche phrase I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Blessed by the best to bless the rest. Oh, wow. If you can live by that, that's that's hands open living. If you can acknowledge that God's given you everything that you have, that means you're, you can go bless people. Like, and that's what God wants to do. Yeah. Right. And I think, and before we move on from that, yeah, yeah. that idea, I, I think really it's, it's all about the heart. When you really boil down this concept of a tithe and offering, it comes down to where your heart is. Are mm. you... Loving God and are you loving people and are you living that open-handed, generous lifestyle? And that is not something that we in our human nature want to do. Um, We are not naturally generous people. But when the Holy Spirit is at work in a believer's life, a natural outpouring of that is going to be generosity. And I I love the scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through um, eight, where it talks about being a cheerful giver and whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And so just that idea that we are supposed to be living a generous life and it all starts in the heart. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to move on though. All right. Misconception number, <laughs> number three. three. I will give my time Hmm. as my tithe. Interesting. Can we just start by saying false? Yes. (laughs) Let's just start with that. No. Um, Time time is not a tithe. Um, Is it an offering? No. No. No? I don't think so. No, because service, you can, I mean, you can put in a sentence like, I can offer my service or I can offer my time. But it's pretty clear in the Bible that tithe is 10% of your income. Mm-hmm. So 
And back then, their income wasn't necessarily a paycheck, so right. that's why it's worded differently. Right. We can we can just like it uh, was it was cattle, it was sheep, it was grain, it was whatever it was, fruits. Yes. You know those <laughs> sorts of things. Like, and so in our day, like we don't we aren't paid with stuff we're paid with money so therefore our first fruits is that money yes i know this is kind of like obvious but maybe it's not obvious some people people are 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 curious why they're talking about fruits and we're talking about dollars so so in this in this case we're talking about a tithe is 10 percent of your income yes any money that comes into your house you give 10 percent of you probably should not put one tenth of a loaf of bread in the offering plate please don't it will mold and be gross um, but anyway, okay, back to this idea of um, I'm giving my time. Is that a tithe? No, that is not a tithe. Like we said, 10% of your income. Volunteering is a phenomenal thing. And as believers, we are called to give uh, our time to the church, serve the church. Um, and that is a good thing. And also, you will be blessed when you do that. However, it is different from a tithe. So please volunteer and give a tithe. <laughs> yes. And it is such an American thing that, well, my time is worth money. Mm. That is such a, an American consumer, me, me, me ideology. Yes, your time when you're working is worth money to the company or whatever that's paying you to do the job. We owe a lot more to God than we could ever do. So let's not pretend like our time is worth anything other than just straight giving all that we have back to God. Like, I just don't want to under, um, underappreciate that idea. Mm. All right. You ready for the fourth one? All right. Let's hear it. I don't have a home church. Who am I supposed to tithe to? Yes. I can't give if I don't have a home church, um, get connected to a church and start giving there. Um, the concept of the tithe is not, something that only Christians can do. Unbelievers can tithe as well, and they can also be blessed because of that. But um, if you're not tithing just because you don't have a home church, like get involved in a church and yeah, start tithing. That's a double problem. I don't yeah. have a home church. <laughs> get involved with the church. That's important. You need you need to be spiritually fed <laughs> and yeah. also start giving. And let's say you move a lot. Like we're in a military community. We yeah. have people moving all the time. Give to the last church you were at until you find a new church. And then start giving to the new and church. Then, yeah, you can give yeah. to both, but then it gets, you know, split. It's weird. It's fine. Just pick one. It's okay. <laughs> but pick one. Don't just say, well, I don't have a home church. I don't need to give. Yes, you need to give to the local church. So, yeah. Yes. Otherwise, we're going off a deep end if we start excusing, well, laziness as a reason not to tithe. Okay, there's also this misconception that if I tithe, I will become very wealthy. It's like tithing is your ticket to prosperity. You mean you mean the prosperity gospel is not I do real? mean prosperity gospel is not, it's not, not a real? thing. Not a thing. Um, however, God does say, test me in this. You know, see how I will bless you based on your giving. Um, we talked about that. Um, it's not always going to be monetary the way that he blesses us. But... Um, again, we're going back to this idea of tithing shows that we trust God. And if we trust God with our giving, with um, our needs, he's going to provide for us. And that is not necessarily going to be, you know, huge amounts of wealth or anything. The concept of the prosperity gospel, that's not a Bible-based concept. But 
God promises to provide for us. And um, in Matthew, Jesus is talking about, um, you know, see the birds of the field and see how I provide for even the birds. I'm going to provide for you as well. And obviously that's a paraphrase, but when we trust God with our needs, with our money, and we're going to see him bless us because of that. And we will want for nothing because he's got us. (laughs) Yeah. So in all of this, tithing's a test. Do you trust God? Yeah. Can you, can you, will you trust God? Should you? The answer is yes. Yes. And that's a question you have to answer. And as we wrap up this podcast, I think that's a great question to leave for you, the listener, is will you trust God with your tithe? If you're a Christian, you've been going to church and you're not tithing, you really need to examine why you're not because there's not a good reason. So you need you need to go before God and have that conversation and then start tithing. Mm-hmm.